Hi, I'm Sarah Johnson, and welcome to week three of PHPC's Lenten podcast. This week, we're looking at a text from Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, often known as the widow's offering. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many people put in large sums. A poor widow came in and put in two small copper coins, which were worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more money than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she gave out of her poverty and has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. When we encounter this text, it's late on Tuesday and Jesus and his disciples are gathered in the temple. Not the temple's inner sanctuary, which was actually quite small, but the large outer open-air courtyard that was typically a site of teaching and preaching, especially during the Passover. Representatives of the authorities in Jerusalem have been challenging Jesus with a series of questions in the presence of gathered pilgrims. The authorities plan to arrest Jesus but first they want to discredit him. Their questions have been pointed, challenging Jesus about the source of his authority, taxes to Caesar, the resurrection, and the greatest commandment. Jesus has responded in equally challenging ways, often turning the questions back on them. It is now Jesus' turn to ask some challenging questions of his own. He begins by indicting the self-important practices of the scribes who wear long robes, expect recognition in public, and offer long prayers for the sake of appearances. They are those who want their names in the bulletin. He also criticizes them for devouring widows' houses. By this, Jesus means that scribes were doctors of the law clergy whose long years of study made them official interpreters of God's word. This also made them part of the literate class, and so they often worked for the wealthy, engaging in tasks like drawing up loan agreements and then foreclosing on a widow's property when the loan could not be repaid. Jesus knows that throughout the Hebrew Bible, widows, along with aliens and orphans, are special objects of God's compassion. And for widows without a man to provide for them would have had no income, no access to land or property, and no legal recourse to claim those things. Therefore, they were some of society's most vulnerable people. And the Torah was clear that how the vulnerable were treated was a measure of the justice or injustice of that society. And then... Almost as if to demonstrate his point, Jesus exposes the presence of a poor widow in the temple. It is significant to our passage that she is named a poor widow. In some circumstances, under Roman law, a woman might be lucky enough to inherit her husband's money if he was a man of means. But that was not this woman's circumstance. She was not a rich widow or even a poor married woman. She was a poor widow with no income. And yet, as Jesus reveals her presence, we observe that she has come to the temple to worship, 
perhaps even to hope, and to support the mission and ministry of the church. Uncurling her fingers, she drops two copper coins, every last bit she has to live on, into the temple treasury. When I read this passage, I cannot help but wonder what Jesus wants us to see in this poor widow. It's clear that she's an invisible figure. Why go to so much trouble to point her out? Many who have read this story see the poor widow as an example of selflessness and unfettered generosity. Even though she has been ignored, here is a poor widow who gives everything she has to the church, holding nothing back. There have been many sermons on giving that challenge us to be as generous as this widow. But I think there's something missing from that interpretation. I cannot help but wonder if we really want to celebrate the story of a vulnerable woman whom society has forgotten, giving the last of what she has to the very people, places, and systems that have failed her. There is indeed something poignant, something pure and beautiful about her gift. And yet her circumstances seem more like tragedy than moral example. And Jesus never says, go and do likewise. I think that instead of celebrating her, Jesus might want us to see her, really see her, and to lament. That Jesus wants our hearts to break open over a faith, a city, or a society that has forgotten to see and to care for the most vulnerable among us. During Lent and Holy Week, we traditionally consider Jesus' passion, that is, his suffering. But I think this parable invites us to consider a second meaning of passion, that thing which Jesus was unwaveringly committed to. Jesus was first and foremost passionate for the kingdom of God. In his book, The Last Week, Marcus Borg writes, Jesus' unwavering commitment to incarnate the justice of God that demands for all a fair share of a world belonging and ruled by the covenantal God of Israel. It was this first passion for God's distributive justice that inevitably led to the second passion of Pilate's punitive justice. How do you see the presence of the poor widow inviting you to participate in this twofold passion of Christ? I wonder if the story of the poor widow follows a story about teachers of the law. I wonder why that is. What do those two stories have in common? The kingdom of God is primarily a theme throughout the Gospel of Mark. What does this passage teach you about the values of the kingdom of God? Preacher Barbara Brown Taylor writes, The health of the divine economy is measured by the poor widow's budget. If she is not doing well, the rest of us are not doing well. I wonder what you think about this. Who are the vulnerable in our society today? What people and circumstances do you think Jesus calls us to see in our current context?